we're going to have some gratuitous sex and violence. You guys always bring me the very best violence. No relationship. No emotion. Just sex. Everybody and welcome to another exciting episode of Gratuitous Sex and Violence. My name is Orlando. And I'm Ned. And we're here to discuss another exciting movie today. Today's movie is called The Craft. It's a 1996 American supernatural horror teen film. So it's not about woodworking? No, it's not. It's not. I'm disappointed. Now, this movie is directed by Andrew Fleming. It stars Rob- Robin Tunney. Feruza Balk, Nev Campbell, and Rachel True. It's a story about four outcast teenage girls at a fictional Los Angeles parochial high school who pursue witchcraft for their own gain, but soon encounter negative repercussions. Mm, I like that. I like that. This movie is available to stream on Netflix, CBS All Access, the Roku channel, and Sony Crackle. So it's actually available in a lot of places, guys. But if you do need to rent it, or if you want to rent it, it's also available lots of places for rent on Amazon. It's $2.99. Ned, have you seen this movie before? Nope. This will be my first time coming to this one. I think this is uh, similar to society. It's we're, we're, we're entering more of the, oh, I didn't know this thing existed, but now it does. You've so. never heard of the craft before? Uh, no, I don't think so. No. It was a pretty big movie in... The late 90s, 96. Really? Yeah. Wait, 96? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Uh, it influenced a lot of, like, high school goth kids after that. In fact, it's a pretty, it's pretty formative movie for, like, the the younger Gen Xers and the older millennials, I would say. Uh, yeah, I'm just wondering what other movies came out in 96 that I could, like, compare it to, but... Yeah, no, I, somehow, I, I don't know, nobody ever directly referenced it to me. Now that I think about it, I mean, if it is this kind of, like, sort of gothy teen type thing, mm-hmm. then I'm certain there are probably, there's at least at least a third of the people who I went to high school with, I right. could, I'd probably be like, okay, you were definitely into this I movie. think if you, when you watch <laughs> it, you will realize that a lot of your fellow classmates were following the fashion from this oh, movie. Boy. Oh, boy. Because this movie was really influential. I'm excited to get into it because um, there's a lot of there's a lot of good shit in it. There's a, it's a very um, girl power movie, very feminist point of view. Yeah, and it's a horror movie, which you know that I like. Yeah, and it's also you know uh, really fun and campy, which I know you like. I mean, you like the whole like Buffy the Vampire vibe, Vampire Slayer. Yeah, I remember and that was how you pitched it to I, me. I like, like, oh yeah, you love that Buffy yeah. shit. So, so this, um, I mean, yeah. I love that Buffy shit too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So but. I think that this is like definitely in that wheelhouse, and it's from the same time period too. Yeah. A lot of the complaints about the craft is that the first two-thirds of the movie are way better than the last third. Yeah. So I'm really excited on your take on that. Yeah. Having said that, are you ready to watch the seminal late 90s witchcraft camp classic, The Craft? How could I not be? <laughs> all right, guys. So we're going to break now. We're going to watch The Craft. We'll be back in a second, and we'll talk all about it. So see you on the other side. Let's do it. I hope we're going to have some gratuitous sex and violence. You guys always bring me the very best violence. No relationship. No emotion. Just sex. And 
we're back. We just watched The Craft. Mm. Mm. First reactions. What do you think, Ned? I liked it. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I had a uh, feeling you would like this movie. Yeah. Like, um, so uh, I, I really, first of all, like, you know, that late 90s soundtrack. You oh, can't yeah. go wrong pumping, there. Pumping, pumping. All that music. <laughs> uh, starting with that great cover of uh, Tomorrow Never Knows. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just kept going. Yeah. Just so many good fucking 90s jams. Right. Um, and yeah, like, it was just... Yeah, it was just like a ton of fun. Um, all of the characters were really great, really, you know, like relatable. Mm-hmm. Like I've always loved rooting for pretty much everybody. Um, At one point, right? And uh, yeah, like yeah, for a lot of the movie, and uh, it was um, it was just a lot of fun to see unfold. Um, it, it, I really liked. Uh, I I I definitely saw what you were saying about like the whole Buffy vibe, um, mm-hmm. but also I really liked how. Like their approach to how they visualize the magic, and mm-hmm. we'll talk about this more in yeah. detail, I'm sure. But like, I really liked that the magic didn't really, for most of the film, look too magic-y. It was all very right. subtle, yeah. a lot of like you know little subtle tricks and uh, you know things shifting here and there. And I thought that was really cool how they just they really do a good job of like even though it is still kind of in that like campy mystical realm right. they they sort of you know they they do a really good job of kind of realizing it and still making it feel lived in the sort of it the builds real up world really well. and they build up and build up and build up up until like the sequence at the end where they go a little overboard yeah, with the magic way but, but, overboard <laughs> but, uh, yeah they go very overboard very quickly so um that also, I'm sure, will merit some discussion as yeah. well. We'll talk um, about all that in a second. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Before we talk a little further about this movie, we got to play some trivia. We do. We do. So uh, are you excited for the trivia? For I this? am super excited for the trivia. I thought I needed the sweater, but I don't anymore. <laughs> so now that Get I have the sweater gone. for the trivia, now, man. Now I got the sweater off. I'm unencumbered. I'm ready for this trivia. So... Uh, again, the the grand prize is bragging rights. All right, so and far I've I've had a fair amount of bragging had. rights. You've so been doing far. pretty well, as we usually do. There's going to be five questions plus a bonus. Okay, and they're going to go hopefully in ascending order from least to most difficult. Yeah, I feel like they will. So here comes question number all right. one. All right, all right. This one is a, it's a super easy one, but this is the first question. What popular sleepover game do the girls play at Bonnie's house? Uh, Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Ding, 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 ding! Light as a feather, stiff as a board is correct. Yes, yes, indeed. A staple of all sleepover games, as I know. Have you ever played that game? I have never played it, actually. So, So the idea is that, like... What's supposed so so? What's actually what's supposed to happen is you're just supposed to lift the person, right? Yeah, everyone like, just ev- using your fingers. Everyone puts one finger underneath the person, yeah, and then they chant that and together, they chant it together and uh, lift a lot, together, and then they lift and it works and it levitates the person. Uh, okay, yeah. But the, the I was you know reading about this because the, the secret of it is that you're distributing the weight evenly. Yeah. So if you have like you know six people doing it together. Then it's gonna feel like you're exerting very minimum pressure, but you're yeah. actually doing a lot of work to lift this person. Yeah, I, I feel like it wouldn't work with three people like that. Yeah, probably, probably not. not. Probably not. You probably need more people. 
and or at least more fingers maybe just like maybe more fingers, fingers yeah and then the cool another cool thing that happens is like it's a it's it's like kind of like a mandela effect like our memory plays a trick on you because most people who play this play this when they're really young okay so if you lift the person like a couple inches off the ground your memory of that event is that you lifted the person higher and for yeah. a much longer period of time that's fair it's crazy that's how fair. your how your mind works that way yeah but yeah, you got it. That's the first question. All right, good. Okay, so Keep here... Keep Keep them coming. I want more bragging. <laughs> I want more rights to bragging. Here comes question number two. All right, all right, all right. What are the first four spells cast by the coven? Ooh. Ooh. They do it together. The first it's four when, spells? Yeah, when they when they drink the, po- the, the ah. cup from the cup. Okay, okay. Um, there is, uh, the, uh, this won't be in the right order. No, no, there, there is, um, the spell to, the spell to make me beautiful inside and out. Beauty for Bonnie. Yes. Beauty for Bonnie. Um, there is, uh, the love spell for, uh, for Sarah. Sarah's love spell on Chris. On Chris, yeah. Um, there is, uh... There is, uh, oh, oh, God, it, it's, uh, the, the, there is, like, a, uh, oh, I, I forgot what it, what it is she specifically says, um, uh, Bonnie does in, in regards to the, you know, the blonde. Oh, Rochelle, all, you mean. Rochelle. Rochelle. Oh, wait, Rochelle, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, 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 yeah, the spell that Rochelle does. On that is one of girl. the spells. That I accept that. That was yeah. so th- that was specifically a revenge spell. Yeah. Okay, but you cool. but you picked that it was on the blonde girl. Yeah. yeah what what yeah. happened she to was the recipient. blonde girl? Yeah. Well, and ultimately she starts to lose her hair. Exactly. Um, and then finally, um, uh, I, I I'm not sure I picked this up, but it seems like she. Uh, it seems like uh, Nancy's spell was basically um, a. A death spell on on. So it's. It, I, I'm not quite sure what she ended up actually pulling off, but it seemed like she she ended up pulling off some shit that resulted in her her home being set aflame, and uh, then her father, or she, you know, the the male the the male authority figure subsequently <laughs> dying. She asked for the power of Manon. She did ask for the power of Manon. That's yeah. what she asked for. So her, so the spell was for power. It was a power okay. spell. So it was a power spell. Okay, cool. I'd say that's like uh, that's three I, out I, of four. I, it's like three out of four. So yeah, it's like barely partial. And I guess death is a power. You yeah, know, it's one of the. I don't know. I, I would. I would. I wouldn't give me that. That's that's that. <laughs> I I I would. That was that was a rough one. That so, was a rough. Well, one. you got three out of four, so that's Ugh. pretty good. That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm okay, okay with so it. let's go to question number three. All right, all right, all right. Question number three, because it only gets harder. It only, only gets, gets harder. harder. Okay, that's good. I'm ready. All I'm right. Ready Hopefully harder. I don't know. What are the two things that Chris says he's ever loved besides Sarah? Uh, his his mother. Yes. And uh, this little puppy that he saw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little puppy. Little puppy. Mom and the puppy. Mom and the so puppy. So that one actually. And even and even the mom one, he was a little hesitant. He was he like, was, my mom, maybe my mom. <laughs> maybe my mom. Like I don't know. I I have no conception of love. <laughs> what is love? Yeah. Baby, don't hurt me. 
Um, so I guess three was actually turned out to be easier than two. I thought oh, no, it was no. going to be the other way around. No, no I think um, it depends. Yeah, well, it was interesting, like, the relationship between, like, how they cast the spells versus how they play out. I think that there's definitely... Um, yeah. Maybe part of it was I missed a word or two there, too. So. Well, Nancy's was the most ambiguous. Yeah, hers was pretty ambiguous. So I was like, okay, I know you want like all the power, but then she literally what? asked for all the power, yeah, all of it. Yeah, <laughs> way to reach there. That's why uh, Sarah says, "Oh, is that all you want?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so this next question is about Nancy Downs. All right, all right. And uh, this happens very, very early on in the movie. So right. blink and you miss it. What does Nancy have hanging in her locker? She has a black noose. A black noose! You caught it! Oh, yeah. Yay! Ding, ding, oh, yeah. ding, ding! It's one of my favorite little details. Just like they're all hanging Wasn't out there. It? And then just the, that noose is hanging out there. I'm like, oh my god, this girl is... <laughs> She's hardcore. She is, she is into her aesthetic <laughs> in a very profound way. She's just like <laughs> leaning on it. Like, you know, like she's just, just, just leaning with it. You know, yeah. just like holding onto it casually. And then she walks away and just leaves her locker completely open. Oh, man. She, she doesn't, give, doesn't, a doesn't give a fuck. God damn. The coolest. <laughs> the fucking the coolest. coolest. Nancy yeah. is literally the fucking coolest. Uh, I, I would have... Uh, man, that's a tough question. Who, who I would have had a crush on in, in if, if I were in high school. Oh, my God. Feruza Balk is totes crush worthy she, yeah. in this movie. That's a thing. I'd probably... I would actually probably have it really bad for all of them. I'm not going to lie. We'll get more into that in a second. Yeah, for sure. But here is question number four. Five, right. and you're doing pretty good. You're doing okay, all right. I'm, I'm cruising. I'm cruising. I'm feeling feeling breezy. Okay, so this is, I think, pretty hard. Unless okay, you're okay. really paying attention, we're gonna see. We're but you can see. guess, and you know, hopefully, the guesses work. During the invocation of the spirit, yes. Which character corresponds with which cardinal point? Ooh, ooh, oh. Okay, okay. When they're invoking um, from the, the watchtowers of the blacks. Uh, don't don't tell me. I, I, I'm I'm gonna just guess all. I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna put out all of them. Okay, and then you tell me. Do you want me to give you the names, or you you're okay with that? The names uh, of the characters, one by one, or uh, no no no. Okay, it's, it's fine. It's okay. Fine. Um, Nancy. Okay. East. Yes. The next two are gonna be the next two are gonna be the tough one for me. Um. Get the easy ones out. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. Okay, so Nancy's East. Mm -hmm. Rochelle. Rochelle is West. Um, Bonnie is South. Sarah North. You got it! Boom! Wow! I just had to, I just had to, I just basically had to reconstruct the scene in my mind. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Good yeah. job! Yeah. Yeah. Good job. I so, feel, yeah, I feel good about that one. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. That took, yeah, that took some focus. Other than Nancy's spell, you pretty much aced that trivia. I feel okay about that. Yeah, I feel okay about that. All yeah. right, great. So here, right, here yeah, comes yeah, the I, bonus. I, I, well, what's this bonus now? All right, All right. so the bonus, uh, this was, of course, a very insanely popular teen supernatural movie yes. from 1996. Yes. And it had a bunch of actors who were staples in the teen movie scene of the late 90s. Ooh. And so my question is, what other 1996 teen horror movie classic features Nev Campbell and Skeet Ulrich? 
Scream? Yes! There we go. And scream! Okay. <laughs> Which I still have not seen all the way through yet. No way. Yeah. I thought you had seen that one. I uh, know. That's crazy. I scream is fantastic. I know. We might have is. to do Scream for another episode. We probably are. Like, we, we definitely need to do real. Scream. Let's be real. sex and violence. I know. Let's... Scream is fantastic. Yeah, the Scream gets there. Yeah. And, and it's kind of crazy Like when you compare like... If you compare this to Scream, especially like Nev Campbell's roles in both of the movies, yeah. it's really interesting dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she had a very interesting vibe in this movie. Um, I guess, yeah, maybe that's part of what threw me a little bit. Because, like, yeah, now that I think about, it, like, yeah, I, I feel like I, I sort of recall, I recall seeing like half of Scream Two. I think mm-hmm. when we were watching right. it the other day, and. And, uh, yeah, Nev Campbell's character, very, like, ingenue, very, yeah. like, you know, the the person who will fucking survive this horror film. And uh, But, yeah, she, she had this whole, like, crazy energy going on for this movie mm-hmm. um, that really, yeah, was very compelling. And, yeah, great. Interesting. Yeah. So let's talk a little more in depth about the movie now, about yeah. the craft. This movie, when it came out, it actually got pretty mixed reviews. Yeah. But um, it became a surprise hit, yeah. and it has a pretty passionate cult fan base, uh, yeah. especially, you know, women seem to really enjoy this movie. But, I mean, I enjoy the fuck out of this movie. I think it's a really great movie. Yeah, yeah. It's but very... it seemed to really connect with, with women. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's it's clear that um, uh, the... Yeah, the 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 relationships are are actually pretty great between like the core four. Yeah. Um I really it, it's really cool to to see the the dynamic of the initial trio and then how Sarah kind of ends up, you know, getting swept up in it. And and right. I really liked I really like just how um I really like how much, you know, time they really give us as an audience to kind of understand like, you know, the the personal like daily struggles of mm-hmm. like all four of them like you really get like a pretty clear idea of like what it is that brings them into you know exploring this like you know this mystical magical mm-hmm. thing um because it's it's clear that all of them definitely you know have this sort of like this big thing that really you know kind of makes them feel like outsiders where they are. And it's and, like you uh, said at the be- uh, a little while ago, uh, you do you do feel for them and you, re- you root for them. Yeah, very much so. When they're um, discovering was, their own powers, you know, you're like, yeah. oh, you want them to discover their powers. Yeah, yeah. And 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 uh, yeah, I was I was not I I have to say like, yeah, there there was almost like a part of me that uh, is is a little bit disappointed that like when when the shit kind of hit the fan and 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 the I guess it basically is like the act three turn, mm-hmm. like that. Ultimately, it 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 kind of felt like uh, Rochelle and Bonnie kind of got relegated to just yes. being Nancy's flunkies yep. a little bit at yep. the end of the movie, and and that's a little bit disappointing because I felt like I felt like all four of them were very well realized, mm-hmm. and I would have been more interested in in the film driving towards a conclusion right. that really saw all four of them. You know, maybe if not necessarily getting what they need, coming to terms with what it is that mm-hmm. they need yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Or, you know, all, like, yeah, I felt like they're, they're, yeah, like in a way, I guess it, this movie really does kind of hinge on the way they decided to have Act 3 play out and sort of having that focus on being like the antagonism between Nancy and Sarah. Because like Nancy and Sarah don't like, 
I don't know. They don't really have like this big rivalry throughout most of the film. No, like, there's there's like little snippets of like it, little, little snippets nuggets. of it. There's yeah, there's like there's like Nancy's initial, you know, suspicion of Sarah and, you know, she's the toughest one to win over of the group. Mm-hmm. But like yeah, I, I I found it kind of interesting that they ultimately decided to drive towards that that kind of very specific oppositional dynamic between Nancy and Sarah because I felt like yeah, I, I I did not feel like that was the film that was building towards and for act, most of the film. Act three does receive the brunt of the criticism always for this yeah. movie. Yeah, and it's not like necessary. I mean, it's still a lot of fun. I like the campiness of it, but you're right. Yeah. It's like. It, it becomes a uh, one one on one kind of contest rather than being about the group and their struggles. Yeah, yeah. And when it doesn't, and it it's interesting how willfully oblivious the three people who seem to have been mired in this witchcraft thing for longer. Yeah, are about the consequences of what they're reaping. Right. Whereas, like Sarah is kind of the newcomer, and and she and and yet she's it. and she's the one who yeah who gets it and kind she of she has a natural out, talent. Too. Yeah. So maybe that's part of it, but, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the, uh, the, the characters individually just a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so first let's talk, let's focus on Bonnie, Neff Campbell's character and what the themes that she embodied. Cause I I thought that was really interesting too, is how they each kind of took on this very specific realm of the female growing up experience. Yeah. And Bonnie's seemed to be about, inner and outer beauty yeah uh body shaming or body positivity the the physical pain that she had to endure like during the hospital scene yeah what did you think about about her character and and that angle of 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 beauty yeah i mean it's it's interesting because i mean uh, you know it's 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 one of the it's kind of like the quote-unquote hollywood nerd thing mm-hmm. that like you know it's it's kind of it it, it it it's a little hard to buy at first because like nev campbell is such a just you know a beautiful person she's beautiful yeah and um so so it's a tough sell like while i can understand like the fact that her character does have these like these you know intense burns right. on her body but like you know there is also a part of me that's like oh does she really feel like uh, I found the the choice for them to go to to emphasize the pain she was going through very yeah. interesting. Like the you know the the procedure that she's going through. I like, mean, I always I always feel really bad when she's going through that procedure. But the part that really gets me always is when she's when she's sitting by the fire, um, and they're she's do, they're doing the incantation on her yeah. back, and then she's like begging Manon to make her beautiful inside and out. Like I really yeah. I really feel for her in that moment, and I kind of get like what she's going through internally. Yeah. Um, which is, uh, you know, you, we, we kind of see her outside pain, but also her inner pain, which yeah. I think is really interesting. Yeah, definitely. As far as like her, um, yeah, just like the kind of the de- yeah, the desperation with which like, yeah, she's like, you know, trying to turn to that power to, to find some sort of recompense in, in that regard. Then, uh, Rochelle, who is uh, played by Rachel true. Yeah. She sort of embodies the, uh, the aspect of um like bullying um yeah racism is she yeah yeah there's definitely yeah there's definitely the racism thing um yeah with the with the choice words that uh um that that one uh laura laura lizzie yeah laura lizzie uh uses uh 
after, you know, yeah, in the in the dressing room. Um, and 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 it's interesting because, like, on the one hand, like, yeah, there is definitely like the fact that you know she is she is being bullied for her race, but yeah. also there is definitely there is also something about um, about about the antagonistic relationships that that women can sometimes have yeah, with each competition. other. Yeah, like, yeah, this kind of, yeah, the sense of, like, competition and of, like, and, and of feeling like someone has it in for you and, like, there's there's really no good reason why they have it in for you and feel the need to really just sort mm-hmm. of continue to, right. you know, Make your life target you target you and try to twist the knife other than just, you know, whatever arbitrary reason you stick to, which in this case and I think is that just racism. Bullying uh-huh. and peer pressure seems to be a, a big theme of the movie in general. Yeah, definitely. Well, and yeah, because it's all, you know, obviously it's it's high school, so right. there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of that teen life shit to go around, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have uh, Robin Tunney, who plays Sarah. Yeah. And Sarah seems to embody... Uh, the aspect of love and also she's kind of like a mother figure because of her because she lost her mom so she kind of takes over that caregiver role yeah and and, and it's kind of interesting how she does become the mother of the the, the coven in yeah a, way. a little a little bit yeah because uh, that's the thing like even though Nancy is like kind of calling the shots right like there's not really this sense that she's like, taking care of the group and well, that's something that sarah right does. exactly and like, and, yeah. and we can just go ahead and talk about nancy fucking downs in the same breath because since, yeah, since those are pretty much pitted as the two big relationships in the movie yeah and nancy downs is played by feruza balk and i love her performance it's really campy and just like yeah goes all out it broke yeah goes she's yes yeah it's very it's very uncompromising which i really like i feel like, like she embodies how- she embodies elements of female rage and i also feel going back to the mother thing which is why i'm, I'm bringing her up now it's almost as if she embodies like the masculine spirit of the group hmm. interesting yeah where we have sarah being the loving mother and then nancy is that male testosterone anger manifesting through the womanhood yeah well and it's 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 clear that yeah you can definitely see like where her rage comes from because oh, yeah. like obviously like of of all of their home lives nancy's i think definitely has like you know i i i don't know i don't know that we necessarily need to like rank them or anything but like i right. definitely feel like nancy's home life is is pretty fucking devastating yeah. to kind of watch unfold yeah. um when they when they kind of cut back and forth between mm-hmm. all of their different personal lives uh but like yeah just like the you know the the trailer park and 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 the just you know the the drunken screaming at each other mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff like it's it's very clear like where all of that comes from and and so it it's and so it's it's clear that she you know she she never had a uh you know a parental figure in her life that you know um 
yeah, that 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 was worth a damn. So so yeah. like, yeah, she, so so for her, her dynamic with the group, it's yeah, it's not based on any level of like taking care There's of. A it's lot just of, like it's just they're on their own and, and she's she's on her own and she knows that like, yeah, we're just going to we're just going to take care of it and do it. Yeah. And, and, and there's a lot of like misery implied even. There's a lot that we don't see, but that's kind of yeah. implied too, like the relationship between her and her mom and, her, and the stepdad who's yeah. a, like, I guess, like an abusive person, not just to the mom, but also to her towards her. Well, yeah. But, um, uh-huh. and we never really see Rochelle's home life, do we? We don't. Like, we don't see her parents or anything like mm-hmm. that, which I find, which I would find interesting considering, like, that you know she, you know she, she gets bullied for being black, and I'm curious. I, I don't know. There's a part of me that's kind of curious about just being able to see more of what, of what, of what her life is like through that lens, because they kind of they touch on it, but they don't really go past like you know these students are racist and right and and the, here's here is them being racist to her and uh, so i think that's a little disappointing that i that that we don't get to see more of her home life and more of more of how she personally i guess kind of reckons with that stuff maybe that maybe maybe that's where i start to see a bit of a shortcoming in the film that rochelle maybe of all four characters it's interesting because i think all their performances are really yeah, great and, are. and you can definitely see like that that you know Rochelle's character, you know that she has a vested interest in you know in in her involvement with the group, but probably of all four, hers ended up actually being a little bit underbaked in terms of, of yeah we of definitely wanting, didn't, wanting to see more of yeah wanting to see definitely more didn't of, get a lot of her character her background yeah. character. Another thing that I feel like the movie explores is this idea of the discovery of inner power, yeah, which and how would that relates to again, like growing up as a woman, yeah, um, how it relates to like, for example, puberty, uh, one, like one of the first things that, ha- that one of our ex- first experiences with Nancy is, is Bonnie telling her that she feels something is coming or reading from the al- almanac that something is coming. Yeah. And then Nancy says, yeah, it's, my rag or or I'll grab my rag. Yeah. Cause she's like implying that she's like menstruating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that to me, you know, was a clear signal that like, this is the type of the shit that these, this is like a metaphor almost for an awakening, like a female awakening. Um, and how that corresponds to your sexuality, your, your, your teen angst, um, everything like with, the love spell, for example. Yeah. Well, and also because I think it, like, you know, it's it's clear that it's clear that they are able to, you know, it, it, they're, they're all weathering these very specific, like, different types of just, like, personal hardship. Mm-hmm. And... And so I think there there is something pretty poignant about the idea that it's it is them kind of coming together and yeah. and sort of and and tapping into their own sort of you know the, tapping into their own womanhood and tapping into you know yeah like nature and and mm-hmm. and through that into like their own power that like it it it, it yeah it, it makes for this interesting idea of them like you know kind of you know that that they are stronger together and that they are capable of facing those things that mm-hmm. tear them apart or that that yeah that like that sort of you know wreak havoc on their lives when they are alone right and and that and and because those things in their lives are are all 
are all definitely specific things that women go through, yeah. I would say, too. So it's it's interesting that those things that are challenges that women go through, um, you know, kind of all bring them together. And, right. And, and they do tap into a, a, a sort of a greatness um, as a result of that because... You know, they ha- they have to turn to each other because yeah. there is no one else to turn to. Yeah, that so. idea that they're outsiders, you know, yeah. they're isolated, but they have, like, a family. They, they create a, co- a coven together. Yeah. Um, how do you think that the movie in general plays with teen movie tropes and cliches? Um, I mean, you know, it's, like, mid to late 90s, so it's, it's, it, it's, uh, we, it, they've, it's got a lot of forerunners Right to uh, to to borrow from, um, and it has a lot I, of those tropes. Yeah, but it does it, play with them in interesting ways. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's it, it it doesn't really ever. Yeah, it doesn't strike me as having been necessarily a particularly teeny movie in a way. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it felt like they they played with those tropes and with with a fair amount of restraint, mm-hmm. which I actually kind of appreciated. Like that, um, you don't. You don't need to sell us on the idea that uh, Chris is, you know, is 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 a lug of a football right. guy. You just have one or two throwaway lines. Of, yeah, you know, I'm busy with practice. Like <laughs> you can come like, watch and, me and, if you and want. That's all you need to know about like who this fucking guy is. And like, Breck and Meyer was just there to just be like yeah, comic be relief, and, just be a goof. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like I think they they did a good job of just sort of being like uh, you know like that. Yeah, you don't have to sell it as like oh these are the clicks and right. these are the losers and these are the popular kids. It's like that you know it's it's a movie that respects its audience's intelligence mm-hmm. enough to know like yeah no the high school is full of more of these like personal personal dynamics mm-hmm. than anything um and and uh and especially that it's specifically a catholic school i find very interesting right. i i went to catholic school mm-hmm. um uh, it's uh, through middle school so not in high school but um but yeah, I, I found that interesting that that it was specifically a private school that they are all going to, so they had the uniforms. Yeah. And, and it seems to me like yeah. a lot of these. That's one of the horror mo- movie tropes. I feel as like you always, if you're going to have a movie about uh, uh, the occult and yeah. Satanism and witchcraft, then your other side of the coin is going to be Catholic Christianity. That always seems to well, be the yeah, case. Exactly. It's like the, like the two extremes because they, they both like revel in the esoteric unknown. You know, they all, yeah. they're all about rituals and all about blood and yeah. sacrifice, but it's comes like one of them like is very earthy and pagan. And then the other one is very lofty idea. Like what, like what is heaven? And you know, that's yeah, it's, yeah, I guess in a way it's interesting that they, that they picked like a, a Catholic school to, I guess, be the setting for this, you know, for this witchcraft film. Um, cause yeah, you, you do, I guess, need some form, a little bit of Christianity somewhere in there to, to contrast to uh, to the pagan to the yeah. pagan ritual. I mean, it's like whatnot. it's like The Exorcist. You know, it's like um, yeah. priests versus Satan. You know, yeah. like and and again because it's like they don't even necessarily spend too much film time. They don't know, like immersing us in right. you know life at the Catholic school. It's just they, it's just they part of the atmosphere. Show, yeah, they just show enough snippets that we know the setting and mm-hmm. um, and the audience is pretty much. You know, more than capable of filling in all the blanks. We so. do have like that scene in the mass, and then we do see like the sisters are, are giving 
like a lesson. And then that's kind of contrasted with the, I guess the other teacher figure in the movie is Lyria, the, uh, the, the lady in, in the magic shop. Yeah. Um, who I, I thought that was, it would be interesting because since we both love Buffy, you know, she kind of embodies the Giles type figure. Yeah, a little bit, a little the, bit, a much, a much earthier Giles. Much certainly. earthier, not not nearly yet, uh, or I guess uh, far more unflappable right. than Giles. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I yeah I. I I I sort of felt for her a little bit that like she seems to know that these girls are just always in stealing her shit. Right. Like she was like, oh, you're gonna pay for them. Like, oh, you're not like them. Like she just lets them, I guess, I guess run all over. Why yeah. would you? Let, why would you let them back in your store? They're just constantly stealing. Yeah. From you. Yeah. So so part of me did kind of feel for her on that regard. Um, she yeah. also she also seems to me. I don't know how you felt about this, but she seems to me like the type of person who is actually very weak compared to her knowledge of the craft. Like I feel like she knows a lot of it, but I don't feel like I never felt like she was actually powerful enough to wield magic at the level of these girls that are doing it. I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I I I was kind of. Uh, yeah, I found myself a little curious about what the. Yeah, about about what her story was, right. uh, and and I I found I, I found it interesting that she she does sort of serve a, a maternal role mm-hmm. in a way in the film because um, there's other, a lot about mothers in this movie. Yeah, you don't. I mean, obviously, you know, Sarah's mother died in childbirth, right. but we don't see her stepmother much at all. No, we don't. Um, we see Nancy's mom. We see. Who's- a basket case. Yeah, we see Nancy's mom, who's a basket case. We see, um, and we see Bonnie's mom, who is supportive of her, right? As far as we can tell, seems although to be although trying. it also struck me that she was kind of pushing Bonnie to get this therapy that yeah. was hurting Bonnie. This is true, yeah. And maybe Bonnie didn't. I don't know. She didn't seem like she was really into it. You know, like yeah. I mean, obviously because of the pain, but. If, it almost felt like her mom was ashamed of her for having the scars. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I guess. That, yeah, there's. Yeah, I guess there's probably more to mine there. Now, now that I think about it, right? Um, but like, yeah, there's there's very little in terms of like. Yeah, I, I guess probably Nancy's mom is like the only one who would get a real amount of screen time with. So like, yeah, the this lady in the magic shop is, I think, like the maternal figure right. of the film, and she is also the person who has the knowledge about this stuff and knows what's actually going on with all of it too. Um, uh, but but she also is somebody who's counsel. Like even though she is kind of the person who is like a resource for them, it's also clear that her counsel is not heated when it matters most. It's not, yeah, they, not even fail. by Sarah. Yeah, yeah, even Sarah ultimately, yeah, kind of, uh, yeah, ends up backing out. So, yeah, yeah. But it's interesting things now. Since we're talking about the witchcraft of the movie it's really interesting to note that the production uh, enlisted a real life wiccan named pat devon to act as an on-set advisor for the film uh she actually wrote the incantations that were used and she ensured that the treatment of the wiccan subject matter was as accurate and respectful as possible now that's that's really fucking cool to hear because i was i was wondering i was wondering how much of this stuff 
is is steeped in like actual Wicca right, stuff, right. and and it sounds like it actually came pretty close. Yeah, this movie is all, all highly regarded amongst Wiccan circles for being pretty, you know, accurate to. I guess not not the way that it plays out in real life, but at least the spirit well, yeah, of but, the incantations yeah. and the religion. Um, of course, it's used in a much more sensationalistic thing because it's a Hollywood movie. Yeah, but um, but yeah, like everything is like about like the nature talking about the nature of magic, how it's neither good or bad. Yeah. Or, you know, there's it all depends on the person wielding the spell and. And whatever you send back comes back times three, the power of three and yeah. and balance and all that. Uh, I feel like Wiccans are all about the earth and balance and Yeah, yeah, yeah. About 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 man's balance with nature mm-hmm. and, and all of that. Uh, is yeah, which is which is pretty fascinating. It is fascinating. No since we're talking about the magic and, and the witchcraft, which you know, I thought was pretty effective. Yeah. But you can't separate that from the setting. And I really, really love, uh, I mean, I know that a lot of these movies take place in Southern California because, it, like, movies are made in Southern California. Yeah. But I feel like, having been recently to L.A., I feel like L.A. has a very mystical, almost, quality to mm. it. Like, when you step out of the plane and you're there, you look up in the sky and there's this hint of pink and it looks beautiful. But the pink is a pollution, obviously, so it's terrible for you. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it just looks like there's this mystical quality in the air. And I think that that is used to very well effect in this movie. Yeah. Like Southern California is very mystical in this movie. Um, like when the, the girls are out in the nature and the butterflies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really like And that on too. the beach, when the sharks are on the beach. Yeah. Um, there's just like a lot of like imagery, Southern California imagery, even uh, I think Sarah's house has that yeah it has yeah it has this kind of like Spanish. storied look to it yeah it almost it almost kind of flies in the face of of i guess the impression of LA that i always get in a way cuz i always think of LA more as like you know fast moving and we're always on the ground right. and you know, we're always we're always on our car and we're always trying to get to some fucking place in our car and mm-hmm. we're stuck in traffic forever and um i i really liked kind of like how yeah, how how like old that house looked, and the fact that like you know the you know the the roof was leaking when right. they got in. Um, also, I thought it was a very interesting choice to start your film in L.A. off with rain. Like I was just yeah. like, why why are we like you know because ain't ain't no fucking rain anywhere in, in California. Hey, it so. rained when I was there though. Really? <laughs> it sprinkled. It didn't rain like that. Oh man. Downpour? I mean, I don't know when the last time was that they had a downpour in Cal- yeah, in like no. Southern California. Uh, never. But I thought I thought that was an interesting choice as well. Yeah. Uh very interesting choice. Uh and like I kind of think like it it uh it it helps with the atmosphere of it because it automatically I think signaled to me that well, it's like she's in this. She's. She, it's clear that it's clear that they've they've come to this new place. They're yeah. moving into this new place, but that like there is, no, but that they're not anywhere close to being on solid ground. It's yeah, like kind of the impression I got that like it's clear that she is still like like yeah, this place is home, but like it's barely that. Like, yeah, it's, it, like it, the roof doesn't even protect you from the elements. Right. You know yeah, I mean? it signals to me that there's something that's yeah. wrong. And yeah, and 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 that all definitely kind of develops as the film unfolds, since it's also clear that like you know she, 
um, had this uh, previous uh, potentially suicide attempt. We know oh, at yeah. least that she cut her wrists. Right, I don't right. know that it's necessarily explicit that she killed herself or tried to kill herself, but that's that's the impression. That's I got the impression. Um, and we immediately are confronted with the imagery of the snakes, which is a recurring thing in the movie yeah. with the 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 homeless guy or yeah the derelict or whatever it is like holding the snake. Yeah. So yeah, from the beginning, there's like this sense of unease in the whole thing regarding Sarah's journey. Yeah. Um. Now let's talk. We did touch a little bit about some of the male characters, but how did you think? We've been talking extensively about the female characters. How did you think that the movie treats the male characters, especially in relation to how they're usually treated in a teen movie? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, well, it's interesting that you bring it up in the context of teen movies because I, I think, um, yeah, there's, there's really not, <laughs> there's, there's really hardly a male character there to speak of in a way. Like, right. they're, like, uh, I think Chris is probably as fleshed out as they get. And, right. And that ain't by much. Um, which I think I don't have a problem with that because, like, I think it's, you know, again, you've got, like, you've got four very compelling, main characters and um and and I was and I was more than happy to watch their story unfold yeah. so so yeah I didn't I didn't mind that the guys were kind of you know doing some light secondary for this one and, and it's kind of more, refreshing I think yeah it was really yeah it was because nice. usually yeah. in a teen film I feel like the 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 dude the, the main the main guy is the prize yeah or, but in, yeah, the, in this be, movie he wasn't the prize they set him up to be the prize which is really interesting yeah but then he kind of becomes an obstacle yeah and yeah yeah very much so yeah. and 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 like and and like even the fact that she decided she wanted to put a love spell on him, but like it wasn't necessarily that like it wasn't necessarily that she like actually wanted right. approval from him or anything. Like she she definitely wanted him to she wanted him to you know have something of a comeuppance from you know what a shithead he For, was exactly. But like then, but she regrets then, it pretty pretty but, immediately. But, but, yeah, but also at the same time, I really like that it wasn't necessarily though. Like she was like, oh, I'm I'm getting my vengeance on you right. now. Like it was just kind of like he was just an afterthought to her. Yeah, and then like and then he turned like even though he's an afterthought to her. She is anything but that to him. Right. And then he basically spends the rest of the movie like obsessed. just fucking obsessed with her, which I thought was actually kind of nice. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a great, uh, yeah. great flipping around of the trope there. I yeah, think. definitely. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I thought. Um, and yeah. her, what about her dad, the character of her dad? Uh, just. Yeah, I mean, there just really seemed to never be much there with him. Like, it, it seemed like there was, like, that one scene where, like, after Chris died and he was trying to comfort her, but it was so clear that he had, he, he wasn't even close to grappling with, you know, what it was that she was upset about. Mm-hmm. And she, and and it was clear that there was no help to be had from him. Um yeah, it, I, I like the way he chased off the the derelict guy at the beginning. Right, and, uh, I like that. It's like, oh, there's a guy in the doorway. Grab the, the fucking the uh, fireplace poker. Yeah, um, so so I guess that was nice. For and a he also, back. I like the way that he chases Chris off too with the flashlight. He's like, can I help you? Yeah. Oh yeah, there is that as well. Yeah. No, I don't know. Like and Chris I, I, is like, yeah. no one can. Yeah, it, but yeah, no, it was really. Um, yeah, there. Yeah, there's really not that much there for for the guys. 
Um, the French teacher I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, the French teacher. That's he, funny. he was he was pretty dope. I I really appreciated. Uh, look, you know, fucking <laughs> fucking getting getting high schoolers to being a French teacher is not co- cooperating in French class like. <laughs> It, it ain't, yeah, that's a tough job, and especially when you have Breck and Meyer in your class. Yeah, exactly. And I thought he he dealt with he dealt with that chaos very aptly. Um, Breck and Meyer was fun in this movie, and I just got I just got to mention uh, since we're talking about these different teen stars, here's just a rundown about the, the the different teen stars in this movie and what other movies they were in the late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah, kind of sure. like to get you an idea of of the star power of this yeah. film. So we got Breck and Meyer who was not just only in this, but he was in Clueless also. He played a much more sympathetic character in Clueless. Yeah. Um, there was like one or two shots in this movie that reminded me of Clueless. There was like one shot of them like walking up. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was the shot of the three girls heading towards Nancy's new apartment. Yeah. And I was like, that is... That is a that is a shot out of Clueless. Clueless, Clueless is, is definitely a part of these yeah. type of movies, you know. Yeah. Um, we got, of course, Skeet and Nev, who were um, in Scream. Both of them were in Scream. Yeah. Nev Campbell also at the time was insanely famous for being in Party of Five. Okay. That was a, a, a big teen drama at the time. Christine Taylor, who Blonde played... haired girl who loses yeah, said hair, Christine right? Christine Taylor, who played Laura Lizzie... Uh, she actually played Marsha Brady in the Brady Bunch movies. Okay. And she was once married to Ben Stiller. That has nothing to do with teen movies, but that's just an interesting factoid, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, They're no absolutely. longer married. Um, Rachel- Wait, and actually, now that I think about it, I think she had a guest spot in an episode of Friends where... Oh, yeah, probably. And, and, and it was like a... It was, or, yeah, I think it might have been like a short, like, multi-episode arc, and there's this thing that happens, which now I'm sure has to be a reference to this movie. Oh, really? Where, um... Where she and Ross, I think, are kind of an I'm I I'm gonna feel like an idiot if it turned out I was mixing her up with with uh, call Ned out on Twitter else. if he's wrong. Yeah, yo, if I'm wrong about this, call me out. Um, but she and Ross are kind of an item, and then uh, Rachel convinces her that Ross would be really into her shaving her head. Ooh, maybe. And then she shaves her head, and Ross is like, "What? Why did you do this?" Um, and uh, yeah, and I'm wondering now if if that was in fact a direct reference to this that film. That could be called because she just shows up with like a shiny bald head, and I was like, oh, well, okay. Uh, Rachel True, Rachel True wasn't half baked. Okay. Uh, Feruza Balk, she's been she was in The Water Boy. Return to Oz was her first big movie, and okay. uh, she was also in Almost Famous. And uh, Robin Tunney. The star who played Sarah. Okay. She was in Empire Records. Okay. She actually did Empire Records before this movie. Now, speaking of bald women, yeah. Robin Tunney, her character in Empire Records shaves her head. Oh, okay. So for this movie, she still had a shaved head, which means that she had to wear a wig during all of it. Oh. Did you notice that? I did not know this at yeah. all. It did not. It did not register. That's some. That's some good wig work. Good wig work. work. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> good go, wig. People. Ooh, that's a tongue twister. Good wig work. Good wig work. Three times fast. Good wig work. Good wig work. Good wig work. <laughs> but I kind of paused. Yeah, yeah, that last one. Yeah, that last one. Good wig work. Um, yeah. let's talk about a little bit about the director Andrew Fleming. Yeah. What else has Andrew Fleming done? He now directed Dick. 
which is another girl power movie. Um, right. He directed Nancy Drew. Okay. And he directed Hamlet 2. Okay. And he's also directed a few episodes of Arrested Development. Now, I felt like, you know, this movie, a lot of these teen movies, like, are kind of uninspired. Yeah. They just have, like, rote shots and stuff. This movie actually kind of, it had a lot of that, but it actually had an effort, I think, to give you a little more style. Yeah. And there were, like, some of the the, the camera shots, especially the ones that were tracking shots of, of the girls, like, in the house, moving through the house. And there was a lot of quick pans that were really interesting. Yeah. You seeing, and also, like, his use of, like, shadows and stuff. Did you Did you catch anything in the... And maybe the direction, the visuals of the movie. Um, also, yeah, I, I, I felt like, yeah, the film definitely. It, it felt like the film as a whole had like a very sort of like tight, coherent style in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, uh, yeah, there was just kind of like, yeah, the, uh, I, I really, uh, I'd be curious to hear some of the things you mentioned about shadows. There was uh, this one great shot it was um i think like when sarah was like starting to like have her breakdown at the house mm-hmm. and like uh, the the shadow of the window door that was like in front of her like suddenly like became snakes mm-hmm. and um yeah so there yeah there was definitely a lot of like yeah creative creative shots um creative use of effects um and and like we mentioned earlier you know having you know the very seamless approach to like the effects like like i was i was pretty impressed with the way he did um sarah's like change of the hair, hair when she did the glamour like i was like oh that's really cool because it seemed like all they did was just like some sort of like grade filter or yeah it was like, like a that. color correction thing. yeah um but it but it, it looked really good um yeah uh yeah, yeah, it was really, yeah, it was really well shot. I felt like, um, and, and that kind of like leads to when when uh, Nancy changes into Sarah. Also. Yeah, into her. Yeah, and yeah, that yeah that that effect was also really well done. Um, yeah, yeah, the whole um, the that whole scene, the seduction of of Chris. Yeah, um, the way that that's played out with like the fireplace, and it's really like golden, and I don't know, like there was like. A, uh, I mean, we'll talk about the seduction more in a second, but I thought that that was like a really well lit scene also um, and very interesting. And anytime I think like Nancy, the way that Nancy was shot was really interesting. in a lot of the of the scenes, the the way the camera movement, like when she's talking or yelling at, at Chris and and she's like kind of floating at us. And, yeah, and yeah, her, the, yeah. The way she kind, yeah, the way she kind of like sort of bogarts her way into the party a little yeah. bit. Like she very much like owns the room when she, oh, when she sort of saunters in. Um, yeah, yeah. Nancy's presence throughout the whole film, really. Like she, yeah, she definitely like it's interesting because like her character kind of doesn't necessarily have like this sort of commanding voice or anything like right. that. Um, and, and, you know, like she, and you know, she's, she's no taller than, um, she's no taller than like Bonnie or, right. uh, or Rochelle, but, um, but she, she definitely has this like intensity to her oh, and, very and, and her physical presence is, is, is pretty imposing and definitely, definitely holds down a lot. Um, as a result, um, yeah, and and the film and the camera I think helps with with 
with like framing her in that way too. I think like the film. way that the way that Nancy uses her eyes is really interesting. The way Feruza uses her eyes yeah. to convey, like there was a lot of like her just like staring at people, staring yeah. people down, using that intensity. Well, actually, I, I wonder if she was wearing contacts because her eyes probably. Did look, I think yeah, so her too. eyes looked very vivid, very very much. Yeah, so. so yeah, it was probably contacts. And also like eyes. her her way of like. Just her little like things, the gestures that she did with her face, like whenever she was yelling or laughing, yeah, it was very effective and unnerving. Yeah, you know, yeah, it was really cool. It was mm-hmm. a really cool. Performance. Yeah, very very cool. Um, let's talk about the influence of this movie. Now we we kind of hinted at that at the very beginning. Yeah, um, about the influence of this movie on fashion, the goth scene. Yeah. So now that you think back... Two years later, The Matrix came out. Everybody right. was in leather. Can't say that uh, Can't say that it didn't start here, guys. That, like, right. Let's be real. But when, at the beginning of, of this episode, you were mentioning that maybe, you know, people in school were influenced by this movie. Do you think now looking back, can you see the influence more clearly now that you have not having seen the movie? Um, yeah, I think definitely as far as uh, Nancy is concerned, like, I, I think uh, I wouldn't say a third of my school was dressed like her. <laughs> um, that would be wild. But, uh, but um, yeah, I think definitely um, in terms of, uh, uh, and also just kind of like uh, in terms of like there's there's a sort of... Um, Almost, almost like a sensibility in a way mm-hmm. that I, I think, kind of counts for a lot because I think that this film kind of has a has a certain sort of like there's like an irreverence to it, like kind of yeah. a just like you know that that life's kind of bullshit, but right. like we all know it's kind of bullshit, um, and uh, and and so we're gonna you know we're gonna fucking read up on. We're going to read up on, you know, Mother Nature yeah. instead. Just take like, a hold of this motherfucker, you yeah, know? It's yeah. like we were saying, like, Nancy down. Nancy does not give a flying fuck. Yeah. And that makes her so fucking cool. Yeah. She's definitely, like, like this was Sarah's story because they framed it as Sarah's story. Yeah. But Nancy, I think, is the star of the movie. Like, yeah, Rosa very Balk much so. is, She's the coolest fucking person in this movie. Yeah, for sure. Even though she turns out to be, I guess, evil. Evil and crazy. And crazy. She loses her mind eventually. Yeah. She just doesn't know how to deal with the power. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that ending. I'm not going to lie. But, uh, (laughs) but like, the scene of her, like, walking on the water was like, oh my God. Yeah, Yeah. Nancy, get it. Get it. That was really fucking cool. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, let's start winding down. So we're gonna yeah. do our last uh, winding down segments. The first of which is shot, 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 shots. So let's talk about the violence in this movie. First of all, there is some there's some violence. There is a lot of violence in the movie. But first of all, how many deaths are in the movie? All right, we got the guy, the the homeless guy. We've got. Was it just the two? There's one more. There is one more. Fuck. Fuck. Chris, home, uh, homeless guy. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, I remember now. Uh, Na- the, the Nancy's stepfather, right? I guess? Yeah. Whose yeah. name was Ray, although they only mentioned it once. Yeah. But yeah, the stepdad died. Chris definitely died. Yeah. The homeless guy, I put a maybe on because he gets run over pretty bad. But at the end, when there's people attending to him, I kind of felt like I saw his 
head move or something. Maybe he wasn't completely dead. I don't know. He went. <laughs> he went like partially <laughs> under those wheels. You know, it was like pretty he, gruesome. He was not. Yeah. He. I. I don't know. I don't know. I. I'm skeptical of his chance of survival. I would say three, but I did put that question mark because I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm not exactly sure. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. But Ray's definitely dead. He gets a freaking heart attack and dies, and then leaves them with hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars, which. It, the 1996, like if you translate that to 2020 dollars, would be around 300 thousand dollars. Yeah, no, that's that, that's that's no that's no small chunk of change. Yeah, that's um, a lot I, of money. I, I I don't blame their reaction in front of the poor right. Uh, that was a great scene. Adjuster, uh, at all, like yeah, that was wild. Um, that was really really wild. So there's a lot of supernatural violence, obviously, in this movie. Yeah, a lot um, of a lot of stuff that you think is happening that isn't happening. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a shift also, like uh, that I found interesting with the balance of power. Yeah, between Sarah and Nancy, especially at the end. I mean, I mean, the third act is all pretty much just a witch's duel between the yeah. two of them. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, how did you feel about like the the effects at the end with? Uh, like the 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 different creatures that were coming out of everything. Oh, uh, look, you you know me. I I'm I'm no fan <laughs> of my creatures. <laughs> Cockroaches and maggots. Yeah, it yeah. seems like they were like thinking, what's every single fucking creepy thing that we can put in this? Yeah, scene? yeah. They really uh, they really uh, got got my got my heebies a jeebin. That's for sure. <laughs> my heebies are, are all jeebies and all over the place. Um, <laughs> um I. Uh, yeah, no, it was all deployed to good effect. Um, definitely some of the CGI was a little dated, especially when it came to, like, Nancy's fingers turning into snakes, yeah. and then yeah. her head became snakes, and also there were cockroaches on her shoes. It was like, mm-hmm. ah, okay, some of that some of that could have been a little tightened up a little bit. But also, like, again, this is, like, where we were talking about earlier, that, like, you know, the third act of the film really does seem to kind of go off and do this different thing that the rest of the film right. is doing. There's, like, there's all of a sudden, there's, like, no subtlety anymore yeah now like the the magic effects are hitting you over the head yeah, with yeah, how yeah. big and crazy they are it becomes and, like it almost becomes like a haunted house type movie yeah. at the end one and i guess i was wondering because uh, when you were telling me that we were going to watch this movie i wasn't sure if i should be like expecting horror or anything like mm-hmm. that and it's considered I, a horror movie well well and i would and i would say like if you know if they if they went for something a little more subtle like by actually sticking with all four characters continuing to be the central right. folks of the film and making it about them sort of, you know, them, you know, facing the consequences. The inner of, struggle, yeah. Of, well, of them facing the consequences of their their continuing diving into the magic without, you know... Without you know what I mean? Like, that, and, and like that, that I think, could have, could have made for, like... You know, a different kind of horror tension because the only one where where it's like all four of them are like are are kind of up against it because of instead of them having to divide into factions because the only one that really got the three like it comes back in three or whatever it's is Nancy. Yeah, that's a thing for for the other two. It was just like a glamour. Yeah, it was a glamour. Them out like um, so they never really got their comeuppance. Yeah, which is uh, interesting. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I think I, I found that kind of unsatisfying, how that turned at the end right. of the film. And how they, yeah, they really both got relegated. And especially, like, just after how much investment we got in mm-hmm. into what they were going through and how yeah. and how they turned to magic for some sort of solace in that. So. Yeah, it kind of takes a cheap cheap way out in a way. A little bit, yeah. A Which is a little, yeah, it is a little disappointing. Yeah. Um, let's let's segue. I want to talk a little bit more about the violence, but it kind of goes hand in hand with the next segment. So let's let's segue into the next segment, which is called Boob Tube, which was uh, the sex in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and I want to talk about the the near rape scene specifically, which yeah. is violence and sex. That yeah. seems to be the big. Yeah, that was definitely that was definitely. Uh, yeah, I was definitely like. Worried, I was on the edge of my seat there, hoping, uh, hoping things would turn out better. Um, and and and, and even yeah. that like kind of turns the trope on its head a little bit. Um, yeah, or I guess, or how, like in terms of, well, because like we have this guy who's obsessed with her, but it's in this case, it's it's of her own making. Yeah, it's it's almost like she she well, obviously she doesn't expect it, and I'm not saying that she deserves it or anything yeah. like that, but but. In a way, she knows that it's her own doing. She even talks about when Chris dies, she talks about how she thinks that there, there was a nice guy underneath it all. Yeah. But because of the circumstances, like... She, yeah, I guess Yeah, I guess that aspect of it... Yeah, that aspect of it does... Yeah, it does make for an interesting twist. And um, also, uh, and also the, the big thing is that, it, of course, he doesn't follow through because she fights him off. She's able to fight him off yeah. and get away from him. So even in that moment, I, I don't feel like... See, this. Uh, we were talking recently about about how rape scenes are often done from like male perspectives and they just like linger and all this and yeah. they're very horrible to watch. But in this movie, even though it is directed by um, a guy, uh, it doesn't it doesn't linger. It, it still very much keeps her in power yeah. the whole time. Yeah, which definitely. I thought was really yeah. She comes very close to losing it. Uh, that's very for close. sure. Like in in that moment. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, no, um, I definitely, yeah, that, that scene definitely had me very on the edge of my seat. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was definitely, yeah, it was definitely a, t- a tough, yeah, it's definitely a, a tough encounter. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think... Uh, Did you expect well, Chris to get rapey? Uh, I I felt like, I felt like, uh, well, it's interesting because uh, part of this is that I, I come at this a little bit from the... Uh, from the, you know, the oh, uh, having having been schooled in the school of Buffy, I guess you could right. say. So so like I I there's already a part of me that knows that one should be distrustful of 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 the term love spell for what right. a love spell actually is yeah. because a love spell really only it, it's not actual love. It's yeah. it is it is this kind of. It is this, you know, this unquenchable obsession is mm-hmm. what it actually is. So, so I knew that understanding that that's what he was going through. It's like, oh yeah, that that could that could be a a, a consequence of it that he would that he would feel compelled to have to go to those lengths, right? To 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 try to get that thing that he's chasing that he's clearly never going to get, right? Um, 
So yeah, that that yeah, that, that was a little bit of a worry when I saw that the the dynamic was continuing to unfold between them. I was wondering because it was interesting because it, it started off innocuous enough with just her it, like it, and having him carry her, yeah, and like having her, yeah, having him yeah. carry her books, and right? Stuff like that. Um, it did progress really well. I thought that so that yeah, was really they, well they built yeah they built to that inevitability like. Uh, or not inevitability, but it like would they, be but, they, but, it, but they built they built to that um, uh, well. I thought, yeah, yeah. and what, that's I think like when she actually like she's been this whole time worried maybe that that the they were the powers that they were playing with were getting away from them, but that's I think when she actually realizes the extent of the danger. Yeah. Of the yeah. powers, and exactly, and, and and that's and that's what I was kind of talking about with like the third act shift. That mm-hmm. like you know the choice to have that scene between her and Chris is like that's an example of like them, you know, staying on message mm-hmm. with like oh hey this this magic is actually very much not in your control right. and you right. and 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 with very real very immediate consequences. So yeah, it's very interesting. The other big, of course, sex scene or sexual scene is when Nancy turns it around on Chris and 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 she seduces him which is also a kind of a type of violation going back to how Nancy embodies almost this like male spirit in the form of female rage yeah and she goes and basically gives Chris a taste of his own medicine so to speak yeah in fact like when when she's about to throw him out the window she's yelling like at him she says you treat every girl like a whore when really you're the whore. Yeah. Which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. And 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 even though Nancy in that moment is of course the embodiment of of evil or whatever, such a good fucking point, Nancy. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Like I can't um, I can't take away cool points for that. No, no, not at all. No. She she gets all the cool points yeah. for all the things. Even even the awful things she does. Like I can't like, say that he deserves it because no one deserves to die like that, but yeah. but she makes a really good point. Like especially I feel like guys a lot of times they're giving this free pass where they're allowed to just be you know sluts or whores or whatever yeah but they don't they're not referred to in that way yeah ever yeah yeah definitely um yeah it was it was a nice it was nice how they decided to play how Mm -hmm. they decided to call that out Mm -hmm. and and to use that scene to do it um and and it's interesting because like obviously that's you know one of the first things we hear about nancy is from chris that he says she is a slut right when it, when when in fact his own word gets called immediately into question because then he goes and you know says that about sarah yeah that she was an awful lay and all that stuff yeah and um so yeah so and 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 so that means that 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 is hanging over you for the whole film uh, about that question of what it is between what was at, what did actually happen between Nancy and Chris. They have a history, and, and so and and then and then to sort of see how it plays out when she when she does decide to lure Chris away from the party and to toy with him and stuff like that. It's it's very clear that she's yeah she is only now having the chance to really revisit upon him like some serious some serious fucking awful treatment mm-hmm. that that was visited upon her so. there was no nudity in this movie um no, there wasn't. so this is a good opportunity to go into our final winding down segment which is that's, that's problematic. problematic um 
What do we find problematic about this movie? Now, I have one or a couple of specific things. I wanted to see if you had a thing, anything that you, that jumped out at you that was problematic mm. in this movie. Because it, there isn't really a lot of like that you would normally associate with yeah, like teen that, movies from the nineties. Yeah, that's surprisingly a thing. enough. There, yeah, there's not. Yeah, there's not a lot in this movie that doesn't age well. I wouldn't say like you know that's 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 always kind of that's always how I think of right. the problematic section is I always think like oh what what hasn't aged so well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, not 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 that much that I can think of. Um, certainly. I, I'll just repeat the word that was said in the film. Not the biggest fan of the deployment of the word negroid. That was pretty rough. Right. Hey, at least they um, didn't go full N-word. This was a rated R movie. Yeah. So yeah. They could have done that. But uh, yeah, that was not a that was not a good moment. But again, one and again, it was. But like, we're it not was, supposed. But it was. But it was deployed in a in right. a very explicit moment of here is the racist person yeah. doing a. We're not supposed to like that person. Now. So like yeah yeah so that yeah that wasn't a yeah it was an uncomfortable moment. Uh, but but also I think it was just kind of like it was interesting that um, I think that like you know. <laughs> Discussions about what racism actually means have evolved a lot since '96. Yeah. To be sure, it's never that explicit. So, so yeah, there, yeah, like that's a thing. Is that I think that there, there is something to be said for the fact that, it, like, you know, you have the one black character in right. the film, and um, like she, she ultimately ended up being, you know, the least fleshed out of the four. It yeah, felt like, it's true because you, you basically only have that one, that one very specific example of, oh yeah, here is a white person saying a very. Ex- Explicitly, obviously racist thing to her, and and that's the only struggle she has to deal with. And and her performance is really great. Right. So it it definitely you you definitely feel her yearning for just like you know a bit of safety and a yeah. bit of and a bit of you know companionship and you know not being treated like shit. And and that is the same thing all of them are seeking in this search for magic. But yeah, there's a part of me that you know could have could have used a little more nuance. Could have used a little more. A little more understanding of her of her lived experience to now, I don't know if to this... bring her up to snuff with the others. So that might be the one. That might be the one thing I could say there maybe didn't age as well. But um, yeah. What what was what, now, what were some of the things you found? Well, before we go on, I, this may have ended up on the cutting room floor. At least it felt like that to me. Yeah. But it seemed like when they were at the party, because Laura Lizzie stops her. She has a wig now and stops her. Uh, stops. Um, um, Rochelle, Rochelle yeah. stops Rochelle in the hall and she says she starts talking to her and says hey listen and then we cut to Sarah and Nancy in the bedroom with Chris and we never finished the rest of that it almost seemed like she was about to apologize to her hmm. and, I, and I wonder yeah, why they, yeah I remember that and I yeah. wonder why they wouldn't have that scene in the movie Yeah, because it seems like it, it, there are a couple of moments like when, when Rochelle sees her in the shower, Laura, where it kind of feels like maybe she does feel regret and she does feel bad for her. Yeah. But we never get a a, a resolution to that arc either. Yeah. And and to have Laura like apologize, I think, would have fleshed that out more too. I don't know if it would though. I don't know if it would though, because again it's like, you know, it's it's such a simplistic it's such a simplistic view of what <laughs> Of, like you of, say, of, like you say, of, sorry, and everything's okay. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. The idea that it's just like, oh, 
here is me apologizing for that time I was racist to you. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes, the rift has been has been right. sealed. So, so yeah, I'm not necessarily sure that that would have been. Yeah, and, and that's interesting because I don't know. I don't know if that's what the conversation would have been. Whether it would have been a, uh, whether it would have been an apology or whether it would have been, or or just some kind of coming to terms with just. Yeah, just the fact that they both kind of have skin in the game now. Right. They're both kind of they're both, you know, they're both kind of hair in the game. <laughs> hair in the game. I don't know. Yeah. Some shit like that. Um No, but I thought that was so, really I was Yeah, that is true. Wondering that is, why that is they would have cut yeah, that. Yeah, I, I am curious about that. Out. No, um much more now. So the two things that that caught my eye that was problematic is the um, first of all, the amount of smoking that's in this movie. It, oh yeah, it's awful, awful. No smoking good for your life. everywhere. Oh, all these teenagers, all these smoking. teenagers smoking. Teenagers smoking, oh, it's terrible. Come on, terrible. teens, come on. Do not smoke, y'all. No Very smoking. Very problematic. Very problematic. Um, and then the other thing that kind of was interesting to me, like we we talked a little bit about how this movie eschews some of the tropes and stuff, but I wanted to talk about the feminist perspective through a fem- through a male gaze. Okay. Because at the end of the day, this movie was still directed and written by men. Yeah. And I wanted to see your thoughts about how you felt like that maybe affected the work. If it had been, for example, the third act's turn. If it had been written and directed by a woman, or at least, you know, written or directed by a woman. Do you think that that would have affected the way that the story carries out in the third act. Yeah. Well, because you have... It's a male director, and, and I think the, the screenplay writers are both male, too. Yeah, Is that they are. I mean, yeah. the director co-wrote the script. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I... I don't know. I have to wonder, because, I mean, I think that's part of... I think that's that's part of what makes the third act turn so disappointing is kind of how they do sort of simplify the core conflict at mm-hmm. the heart of the film into being, oh, now it's actually just these two. Right. These two Wiccans who one of whom is just power hungry because she's angry and the other one is less angry and therefore gets it. And so... I don't know. Like, I, I, yeah, because I think, I think up until that point that that's where the film is going towards, Mm -hmm. we still have, like, we still have really rich ground for just the fact that they're, they're exploring these powers, they're, you know, developing trust in each other, but that they're also tapping into something that's very powerful Mm -hmm. and that they don't fully understand the consequences of. And, uh, so I think that. Yeah, I mean it's tough. It's tough. It's tough to say. Would would the would the key have been a woman writing it? Would the key have been a woman directing it? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but yeah, certainly I think you know that does that. You know the those third act problems. Yeah, I think a part of it is could could very well be just you know maybe a bit of a bit of male lack of imagination possibly i don't know <laughs> just just you know man we, we just love to smash shit together Yo, look at the end of the day we all we want all we want on 
things breaking in our movies. Because we want, we because want things it, to blow up and things I can, to break up in our movies. Because I can criticize the third act, but but honestly, the third act is a lot of fun still. It is, yeah. No, well, that's the thing. Yeah, no, I was definitely I was definitely with it till the end. Mm-hmm. I think it's just it, it it just it really felt like a different movie. Yeah, finishing right, right. <laughs> finish. Yeah, a different I agree. Movie kind of stepped up to the plate to finish the job in a way. Do you think um, there was a, any male gaze in the movie? That's a good question. Um, I mean, it's interesting because uh, I, 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 I am vaguely paraphrasing from like a YouTube video comment section or uh-huh. something like that. But like one of the things about male gaze, about like you know the specific you know feminist studies theory of male gaze, right. is that like even if even if you were to have a director. Maybe even a female director who would do a film that does the kind of things to a male character that you normally see in, you know, standard examples of films with a lot of male gaze, you know, long lingering looks at, you know, the male physique. That's still actually an example of male gaze because the whole cinematic language of it still arose from male objectification of women like and, you're um, treat you're treating the man as if yeah. he were a woman yeah because even even the attempt to go ahead and objectify the male form it's it's still a consequence right. of all the objectification that came before yeah. anyway yeah so um all of that is to say <laughs> i don't know i I don't know. I I mean, I think... Um, it didn't feel sure, exploitative I mean, I, to me. Yeah, there was nothing in the film that felt exploitative. That's for sure. Um, I don't know. If there's a character in this movie that I think that has that, like, raw sexual energy, it's Nancy's character. Yeah. But, but even then, it's not like... Like, she never wears anything revealing. Yeah. She never wears anything... That calls attention to her form, really. Yeah, and and really, like none of the characters do. Not beyond just like you know, just regular good yeah. clothing choices. Yeah. Like it, it all seems pretty above board. Um, I don't know. Some of the skirts at the private school are a little short, but that's just. You know, that's just Catholic. That's all fucking Catholic schools. <laughs> that's just Catholic. The fuck are they doing? Um, but they're like, they're like, don't touch each other. Wear this. Yeah, yeah, boy, that's something. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I I can't. And and again, like my knowledge of the male gaze, as previously mentioned. It's limited to, you know... Being a man. The co- the, well, there's... the Being a man, there's also just, you know, what little I've read in the YouTube video comment sections. So, It know, would be interesting there's... to hear from the ladies who... I know that this movie is really popular with the ladies. So I would love to hear if, you know, any, any of you ladies out there who've watched this movie... Yes. If you would love to, if you would comment on Twitter, just like hit us back and let let us know yeah. how you think this movie rates as far as the male gaze is concerned, uh, we would love to hear that. Yeah, definitely. It really just like about the movie in general, because yeah, I, feel, oh, I, feel, I, mean, I, 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 I can infer that there is a lot that this movie seems to really kind of take to heart about mm-hmm. about the lived experiences of women, especially mm-hmm. during school, mm-hmm. um, but. Yeah, I would be very curious to hear from from women who, you know, have seen this film and and 
you know, either agree or disagree. Yeah. Let us know your thoughts. And uh, that brings us to the end of this show. Uh, Ned, what are your final thoughts on the craft? Is it... Is it a bad movie? Is it a so-so movie? Is it a good movie? Is it a great movie? What do you, you think? You know, I thought it was a quite good movie. A, go- a-, a good with a quite with a quite adjuster. <laughs> with a on modifier on it. Yeah, a, a quite modifier there. Um, yeah, I had a really good time with it. Um, I think the writing was really tight. I mm-hmm. think it was very, very, very well directed, very well realized. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the performances were all fantastic. I was really, I was really just with it from the beginning. And I stuck with it till the end, um, even when the end got a little crazy yeah. and, you know, yeah. submitted to my own, you know, simplistic male tastes. <laughs> of, I want witches smash, back. Smash, Yes, the witches <laughs> shot back to um, I, I was still, I, I was with it. I was, uh, and, and yeah, it was really, it was a really great choice. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm glad I saw it. Uh, what, what, are, what are your final thoughts now that you've seen it? So this yeah. movie is kind of tainted by the fact that it's very nostalgic for me because yeah. I remember watching this when I was in high school, the first time I, that I saw it. And I saw it at uh, a friend's house and... There, there were a lot of, I mean, there was like a lot of experiences that were informed by this movie, I think. Like, yeah. I, I was never into Wicca per se, but a lot of my friends were, especially after watching this movie. In fact, like, I had, it's, fu- it's funny because I remember very vividly driving around downtown Amarillo, Texas. Yeah. If y'all want to know where I grew up, Amarillo, Texas. Uh, and I remember uh, my friend driving and going through there was a section the the streets in downtown were all going one way and every block has um a stoplight and he was going through them and the 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 interesting thing was that they always timed out right where if you were driving and the first one turned green as you went under it all the other ones would perfectly turn green and you wouldn't have to slow down but i remember very vividly him driving and then going and seeing the the light and and changing it with his mind to kind of reference the way that Feruza yeah. Bach Nancy does it in this movie. Yeah. So it just you know it became a part of the culture my my pop culture growing up. Yeah. And so revisiting it, I feel like I, I want to skew and say great movie because I just have all these fond memories of it. Yeah. If we're speaking honestly, I think that I would agree with you. I think that it's a very good movie. Yeah. Uh, and I think that it, it it does a lot of interesting things. I do think that it could have been a great movie if they had stuck the landing. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do agree that the ending is the weakest part of the movie, but there's a lot of great shit in this movie. I love the relationships. I love the performances, the writing, as you mentioned. I mean, Feruza Balk is just a, a force of nature in this yeah. movie, and Nancy Downs will always be like every teen girl's idol. Some, well, not maybe every, but like every teen goth girl's idol yeah. out there for like years to come. Like yeah. that's the standard right there. Well deserved. Well I deserved. Yeah. So. So that's it from us for this episode. That was The Craft. We hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and enjoyed the movie. Uh, Let us know your thoughts online. Please do engage, engage, engage. We hope that you join us next time where we're going to watch another exciting movie with lots of gratuitous violence and sex. On to then, this has been Orlando. And I'm Ned. And we hope that you watch more movies. So go out and watch those movies, guys. Later. I hope we're going to have some gratuitous sex and violence. You guys always bring me the very best violence. No relationship.
we're gonna have some gratuitous sex and violence. Yes. You guys always bring the very best violence. No relationship. No emotion. 